Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to up-level your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I am super, super, super excited about today's guest because not only we connected on Instagram, but we were already talking without hitting the record button and she has such a beautiful energy. So if you are wise enough to go on her Instagram and see her and see her work, you will feel the joy that I'm feeling with just sharing here with her a few minutes and uh, you will see, you will feel, hopefully you're watching on YouTube so you can see her, but if not, you will absolutely feel the shift in you after you hear this episode. I am so excited to have you here today, Alexandra. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And before we go into all these fun topics, um, I love starting my show a little bit differently. So it's not like, hey, this is the person, this is her bio that you can read on her website anyway, right? Um, I'm trying to make it, uh, I'm making it more interesting and fun. So if you're open to it, I would love to do a guided meditation with you. Beautiful. So you can just, you know, sit comfortably, gently close your eyes and starting to take a deep breath through your nose, in and out and starting to feel like everything is just disappearing around you. There's no time like now. There's nowhere else to be. You're starting to feel tuning in your breath with my voice and everything feels like it's slowing down. Everything feels softer. Everything feels even more beautiful. And when you're feeling that you're relaxing and tuning into your body, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful Sunday morning and you're rising up with your beloved in Italy and you're opening your big doors in your beautiful house and there is a gorgeous balcony you walk to. And as you're walking on this balcony, 
You see the beautiful nature and the wind, soft breeze in your hair. You can smell the pine trees and blooming flowers. And you decide to take few stairs down and go for a walk around your property, picking up those fresh, beautiful wildflowers. And as you're putting these beautiful flowers in a basket, you notice a little girl's running around and just playing and making a beautiful ornaments with these fresh flowers. And one runs to you, looks at you, gives you a beautiful wildflower in your hand, and she asks you, who are you? What is the one thing you would respond to this little girl? Not what do you do, but who you really are. Beautiful. What would be the thing that you would say to this little curious girl? The first thing that came to me is that I am a creative. I love to create joy. I love to create pieces that make others happy mm. and love that my work and my creativity can offer that to people. Mm-hmm. I love to make people smile. I love to make people reconnect to their souls and really love themselves. Mm. That is so beautiful. And you didn't even seem like you wanted to be coming back from that. Italian. I was like, I'm good here. I loved it. I was, I was happy in my garden. Yeah. <laughs> I was really enjoying myself. I really miss it there. Yeah, we used to go every summer, you know, with my parents because I'm from Czechia. So okay. it's so close and we would just go far. And it's like everything in Europe, it's so close by, you know, so it's uh, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm happy we could go there today. And I love what you share about yourself too, like being creative and, and creating the joy and happiness in other people's lives. And I'm wondering, Ali, how did you create that happiness for yourself? Because I personally know that to be guides for others, we get to do our inner work. So how did you create that joy in your life? Absolutely. Thank you. That's a great question. You know, I think there was a time where I experienced such deep levels of sadness that I knew that there had to be the opposite. If one exists, then the other exists. Mm -hmm. And I decided one day, really, when I was... I was 25. I was having a really hard time. I had been through a couple rough years. I um, had a very bad car accident where I was hit by a car and broke both my legs, my shoulder. I was in a wheelchair for about two years um, with uh, physical therapy. And I remember just having a tough time with that. And then I went further into uh, my career after I healed um, my physical body, I was so into achieving, achieving, achieving. And I was focusing in fashion. I worked in fashion PR and I went down that road and I was just filling up my time with achievements and things that I thought, thought looked cool because I thought it would make me happy if I achieved. 
And then I did. And then it turns out it wasn't what made me happy. I was still not happy. And I still had these wounds. I still wasn't healing. And I remember one day I was falling apart at um, my job at the time. And I was in New York City. And I walked down the street and I saw this like mirage appeared. And it was this Buddhist meditation temple and I start I walked in crying sobbing on the street just so upset about whatever I was dealing with at that time with um difficulties my job and just uh different traumas I was still working through and I just was bawling and I let it all release just this one day I just let it I was crying 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 and just opening myself to those deep emotions allowed me to just accept it. I allowed myself to be like, okay, this, so it's, this is where I am, am, but I no longer, I don't need to be here. This is a choice. Cause in meditation, I sat down into the meditation uh, class that was happening. And really, I, I remember shifting the same way. Like you could tell, like if uh, you're watching in a video, I, my face shifts when I'm in meditation, I completely allow myself the time to feel that joy, feel that healing happening and stay present. And I think that's really when things shifted and I wanted to go and create a life that would bring me joy. And that was my focus instead of that, a focus on achieving or something that looks cool or something that seems great. I wanted to actually figure out what my heart wants to do and let that be my guide. So instead of trying to be like, okay, what's my purpose? And like, let me write it all out and let me figure it out, you know? And I I just started doing something every day that made me happy. And then I would pick up new hobbies and I would learn and I would expand and teach myself how to learn in a new way. I think something about like our kind of education system, it might not always, you know, encourage you truly learning from your heart and not just from a a mental place. You can really be there and experience it in a way that makes you feel joyful. And every day I started to create a life um, bit by bit that when I would wake up in the morning, it wasn't this, oh, I have to get up and go do all my things to be this person and do what I have to do. Instead, I got up and was like, I am so excited to be Allie. And I moved to a place that made me happy. I moved to the beach. I found a partner that made me happy. I started creating art and I was never an artist. I didn't grow up um, making art. I really, um, I, I judged myself too harshly. I wouldn't let myself play because I wouldn't achieve it perfectly. And I remember loving it and then feeling too competitive with, you know, the end result and too attached to it. But then I started to play and this is what kind of came from. And I started working with auras and energy and more art and painting. So now every morning when I get up, I look at my life and, I'm so grateful for taking those steps to make changes, to actively choose every morning to write in my journal, do the work, you know, really face what I'm dealing with head on instead of letting it repress, letting it build up. I, I really focus on healing what doesn't bring me joy. And, you know, if I have responses to things that might not 
make me happy with how I handled it, I'll actually really focus on healing that specific issue before I realize it becomes a pattern. So I think really daily commitment to my joy is how I found joy myself Mm. because it was really, I came from a dark place and I made a choice every single day to create a life that would be in the light. Oh, I love it so much, Ellie. That's so beautiful because that's something that each and every one of us can do, like really see where you are instead of judging it, right? Because I can really very deeply resonate with what you were sharing. I was just like smiling here with when you started to create art. You're like, well, I I was never an artist. I was never like creative in the past. And now I wanted to do it. Then I'm judging myself. And I feel like I'm still in that space because I love beauty. I love beauty. And I used to like paint, but I was always getting frustrated because I didn't want to invest the time, the hours and hours that it takes to really learn because I have a vision in my mind and I don't know how to, it's like, if you never ever dance, you go to the dance park, you know, dance floor, you see couple or people beautiful yeah. dancing and you're like, oh, I want to do this. And you have the vision of you have two left feet, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, but I don't know how to move my body like that. Right. So I feel like I'm still in that uh, space that sometimes I'm like, screw it. I'll just do what I like. And I get inspired. And then I don't, I, I, I was painting like every morning, just a little bit. And then I, I stopped for like a year, you know, and then I pick it up what again. Stop? Um, I just felt, let's be honest, because I felt like I'm not good enough because it didn't match the vision. I have the vision in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. for example, the with the vision. Yes. And I personally, like, it's not my priority to now learn how to paint. I bought a couple courses and they're sitting there. (laughs) What I always tell everyone who's like an an inspiring, like artist or creative or some, even just someone who wants to learn a new hobby, honestly, just something to learn something that brings them more joy into their day Mm -hmm. is that you got to make bad art before you make good art. Mm. You have to be brave enough To make the bad art so that you can learn and be in the process of making quote unquote good art. But you have to be brave enough to face art is a like it's almost a reflection. You see your growth right in front of you with your hands. And, you know, even if I mean, of course, there's paintings that I'm like, oh, that's not what I wanted. But then I find the beauty in it. I always look at it and say, you know what? I love it for what it is, because it's going to mean something to me as I grow. And it's a visual representation of your growth and where you work. Mm. It's like almost like a time capsule. If you really commit to whatever you want to learn and painting seems, you know, for you, for, I think a lot of people, I think painting seems very intimidating. A blank canvas is like, whoa, (laughs) you know, it's very intimidating, but it's for you to create the art is the act of bravery it is the growth like it is the process Mm -hmm. that falling in love with the process of art and just the doing instead of the end result is really truly a spiritual practice it's alive right when you think about it because i deeply resonate also with what you were mentioning before like the achieving because my whole life it was all about hustling and working hard and achieving and then you get there to the thing that you wanted to achieve and like 
is this it? I thought I will feel better. I thought like my life will be different. So it's truly about enjoying the process, right? Because enjoying enjoy, right? Like being in joy instead of focusing on when I have the partner, when I have the house, when I have the promotion, when I have the money, it's then it's like living in a wetland instead of being and having fun with the present moment, right? Sometimes I feel like for me, I feel like not only that I didn't feel like it doesn't reflect what I wanted to show in my art, but it was also, I felt like doing again, like doing something, for example, for me to recharge, I want to float in the ocean. I want to lay down and just listen to the waves or listen to the birds, or that's like the recharging because sometimes even when we have our hobbies, right? It's like, am I doing it because it makes me feel recharged or am I doing it because it's another thing to do just so I don't do nothing? Mm, no, like checking in with ourselves. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because people always ask me, I, I haven't been, a, I haven't painted for very long or made art for very long, but it's become something that I do every day now. And, um, you know, when I don't do it, I feel really a part of me is missing from my day. Like I, I, I definitely understand that way that it could be, you know, something to just fill that time, I guess, finding that balance that taking time and space to really sit with yourself and meditation and coming back to that or going in the ocean. That's where I definitely heal in the ocean. I have a noodle that I bring to, you know, like a pool noodle and I go float in the ocean on my noodle and I just lean back. And that is my favorite thing to do for sure. You know, but it's a different part of healing. I think that for me, like when I'm floating in the ocean, it's deep relaxation, Mm -hmm. you know, where when I'm painting or making, um, you know, working with art in any way, I am processing in a different way. I am thoughts are coming through and yet I'm not, I can't just go, you know, pick up and do something or go here or go there or go pick up my phone. Like I have paint on my hands or I have clay on my hands or I have like a hot glue gun or something, or I'm making art on my computer. You know, it's just, I have to be focused but I can like be very present with myself. So I think wherever you can find that presence to bring you back to that present moment is always what's going to make you joyful because Mm -hmm. if you're not worried about the future and you're not worried about the past and you're very focused on the present, whether that is floating in the ocean, creating art, making music, dancing, whatever brings you to that present moment is what's really going to bring you that joy because when you back in that, when you're here, life is just like so freaking amazing when you just are present with it. You know, I mean, we're living literally like little souls, just like on this floating rock in the middle of the universe. Like no one really knows how we got here. Like there's ideas, but like, honestly, no one knows. And everyone just like kind of here and we are here to enjoy it. And we put this pressure to achieve and complete. And it's a checklist of life, but like life is the exciting part. You know, it's not where we go or what we get or what we achieve. It's the experience. Mm-hmm. It's truly the human experience is what brings the most joy. And when we reconnect to that path and that mindset, everything else falls into place kind of without us noticing it. 
-hmm. You know, we get the lessons we need and we get the kicks in the butts when we need when the time is right. Even when we're just living our joy, things are still going to come in. But if we are focused on our joy, we're going to navigate those twists and turns with a more positive, uplifted heart because we're going to be in a better space because our present is so good so that we can handle what comes in the future, what we can handle it because we've been able to process difficult emotions, happy emotions, and now we're here and we're just going to feel so good going into whatever struggles that we do have because that, of course, is inevitable, but we can choose to live in a joyful way and navigate it to the best of our abilities, you know? Mm, That is so powerful, really, because what I'm hearing is that we always have a choice, right? Life will be always happening around us, but you have the choice to look at how you're going to respond and what you're going to do about that. So that's beautiful. So um, what keeps you in the joy? Like your, you know, like in your daily, I, I heard meditation, I heard painting, but what are some of your daily little rituals that help you to stay in the joy? Okay. So I actually have a very dedicated morning ritual that, um, I don't know, have uh, you've read the artist way before? I haven't read it, but I heard of it, the summary and everything. Yes. Uh, if, um, I recommend that book to everyone. I take mm-hmm. a lot of my daily routines from that because it really was such an impactful, um, book for me and an impactful journey. It was, it's like a 12 week kind of program to reignite your creativity and it's powerful. I really recommend it. Um, but one of the, uh, rituals or tasks, whatever you want to call it every morning that they, they came up with it and I started doing it. And I haven't stopped since I first did the book like a year ago now. So I've been going on for a while is that you write three pages of free write every morning. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you get up, you don't, you try not to do anything. Of course, if you have to like grab a drink, a coffee, a water, something like that, of course, but as soon as possible, sit down, write three pages of free write to unload everything, your, your stagnant thoughts that are just like, Oh, I have to do this today. I don't want to get up. Like, Oh, I'm tired. I wear my keys. Like things like that are small and that are just weighing in your brain and just been sitting there all night in the darkness. I mean, when we are at night we're we're sleeping and it's dark and you're going into a darker place because you're not around the light, the sun's not around and it affects us a lot for sure. But when we are writing it all out and we focus on doing three full pages, you completely process everything so that when by the end of those pages, you're able to create, you're able to show up fuller in the day, you're able to show up as your true self instead of something that would like, I don't know, little thoughts that just hold you back. You can come to the creative ideas much easier. So that is my go-to for everyone kind of. And then I do about 15 minutes of meditation. Um, And what else? I do like some cards. I love to go to the ocean. I know that's not accessible for everyone, but I know for us it is. I definitely try and go to the beach every single day if I can, even just for 10 minutes. And if you're not close to the beach, just being in nature, grounding for a few minutes a day can just change your life. So those are some of the ways that I start my day in a more positive way. And I find if I really focus on that morning routine, 
the rest of my day just goes by a lot smoother. Mm -hmm. Everything just seems a lot more flowy. I feel like I'm able to create and not feel so, I don't know, thoughts distracted. Mm -hmm. No, I'm the same way. My morning routine, it's not like rigid, you know, like it, it depends on where we are. If I'm hosting retreat or if I'm home and I have nothing planned for today, but I learned to have like a slow mornings, whether I'm doing like our brain tap, you know, meditation, uh, whether I'm doing reading like this morning, I woke up at five. I'm like, well, wow. yeah, I love waking up at five. I wake up at like five thirty six every day. Oh I love goodness. it. I, usually I wake up with the sunrise every day. It's still like pitch dark hill until like 6.30 a.m. So I wake up at five today. I'm like, my husband is already not in a bed and the dog is still sleeping. I was like, what is the time, you know? And it's That's funny. That's like my ideal time. I love it. I love the morning. I love getting up like before the sun gets up and I'll spend usually my whole days pretty much before noon. Like I focus in most of my, yeah. even my work, I tend to, after my morning routine, I go straight into creating because I feel the most light. Like I've done everything I have to do to mm. create a, like a good environment for me to create for my, mm. my brain and my creative energy. And then by noon, I usually go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely try and, um, prioritize my joy in a day and optimize when I'm feeling most creative and when I'm feeling, uh, just most efficient in general is in the morning. And I try and get everything done then. That's amazing. And it's so fascinating because for me, I love having my mornings for myself. So I don't do like anything before 11 a.m. Because I learned that when I like nurture myself first, I go to the gym and we do our breakfast ritual with my husband and meditating all these things. And then I can show up in a world and I'm feeling amazing and I'm feeling centered. So I love that each and every one of us has a, a different way, you know, like how beautiful Absolutely. that each of us is so unique. So one last question, because I could be sitting here with you for like hours and days <laughs> and weeks and months. And I don't think yeah, that's, definitely. that's doable. Uh, <laughs> however, um, for the the person who is listening to us right now and she feels like she's still like sitting in her darkness. She's still not seeing the joy. What is the one thing you want her to know? That it really always can be better. It's always a choice. And it's truly, you know, you could be in your worst time and you can still find the joy in your day that even if a day starts out badly, it doesn't have to continue. It can become a beautiful day. Every day is a choice. And start with that. Start with the baby steps of each day it can be better and truly embody that, you know, truly go out and pick something every single day that brings you joy. Even if it's just, you know, finding, you know, strawberries, like, and just having strawberries all to yourself. I don't know, whatever makes you happy, little things reminding you about how precious life is because it can be really easy to fall into those darker moments because you know it's a tough time in the world there's a lot going on and it, it I find myself even going there sometimes and what I do is you know I always go back to I this is one life that I have this is like of course we can be reincarnated but this is the one I'm in now and this is my focus and I want to make this one 
the best one yet. Like I'm, I'm going to take that initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, we create our lives. We are responsible for it. So if we can, you know, if we have too many negative thoughts, we're going to end up manifesting a negative reality because our thoughts create our reality. But if we can bring ourselves to a place of love and joy and just creativity and excitement, that's what we're going to create for ourselves without much, honestly, much trying. If we can really get to that space in our minds and just choosing every day to be that, we can create the life of our dreams, of course. Mm -hmm. I believe it so fully. But it's beautiful. And you are a true embodiment to that, you know, like me witnessing you and your journey for past few months that, you know, we connected, thankfully. Um, I can really see this radiating joy that it's inspiring others to what is possible, what is possible in this lifetime. So like I mentioned, I connected with you on Instagram. That's my favorite way. But do you have any other places online that you would love to connect with the listeners? Um, TikTok is also another one, but they're pretty much very uh, similar. I share a lot of the same uh, videos, but you'll probably get more over at TikTok, which is just Allie.Lizzie. Um, but yeah, Instagram is the best way to connect with me, especially one-on-one. So I definitely recommend you guys do. And I would love to connect with each and every one of you. So send me a message. Thank you so much. Thank you for today. I am excited for everything that it's unfolding for you. And I'm excited to share your smile and your joyful journey with our listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so wonderful. It's so great to connect with you. And I'm so excited to maybe connect with you in Tulum in a few weeks. Creating it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much.